Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. My brothers and sisters, on last Sunday, I shared with you a second sermon from a series of sermons that I began on the third Sunday in September titled, The Grace, The God Who Offers Grace, Mercy, and Compassion. This sermon series was inspired by our study of the book of Jonah in our evening Bible study. Last Sunday, we explored Jonah chapter 4 and discovered that Jonah became angry with God because God had grace, mercy, and compassion on the people of Nineveh. God sent Jonah to preach against the city of Nineveh because the people's wickedness came up before him. God told Jonah, to proclaim to the people of Nineveh 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. When the people of Nineveh heard Jonah's message, they repented and prayed to God for mercy. When God saw their repentance, he relented and did not bring immediate judgment against the people and the city. Jonah became angry with God because Jonah wanted to see the people of Nineveh destroyed. He believed that they should have not received grace, mercy, and compassion from God. Jonah had forgotten <laughs> That the same compassion and forgiveness that God gave to the people of Nineveh, he forgot that it was given to him also. So Jonah had no legitimate reason to be angry with God. So today, I want to give you a third sermon from the theme, The God Who offers grace, mercy, and compassion. But today, I want to look over into the New Testament book of Matthew and point out another brother just like Jonah who had an issue with forgiveness. In our Matthew text for today, Peter comes to Jesus in verse 21 of our text and asks the question, Lord, how many times shall I forgive 
my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times? <laughs> Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. To better understand the significance of Peter's question to Jesus, we must quickly review the religious thought proposed in that day by the Jewish rabbis. Can we have a teaching moment? The Jewish rabbis had laid down guidelines by which to deal with the issue of forgiving one's brother or one's sister. They said, these are the Jewish rabbis, they said to forgive a person three times was adequate. Peter knew that Jesus' teachings went beyond that. But how far? He was not sure. So in making an effort to be benevolent, Peter exceeded the requirements of the rabbis. But implicit in his question is the notion that to forgive one's offending brother or sister seven times surely would be enough. And y'all know Peter was a proud guy. <laughs> you know, after asking this question, he probably waited to hear Jesus commend him for his generosity in having such great patience toward his brother and sister. But guess what, New Providence and friends? Jesus flipped the script on Peter and answered him with a story that Peter was not prepared to handle. Jesus issued a challenge to Peter and he issues even to us today the same challenge to make us face and come to grip with this thing called forgiveness. Jesus set the story in the context of God's grace in verse 23 when he begins the story with this statement. He said, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like. <laughs> In other words, my brothers and sisters, what Jesus was saying is kingdom citizens should have the capacity to forgive because they themselves have been forgiven and has received grace mercy, and compassion. 
Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. Did you hear what I said? How much the man owed? 10,000 bags of gold. Now understand with me, my brothers and sisters, that 10,000 bags of gold was a lot of money. It wasn't chump change. Jesus, I believe, purposely made the debt the servant owed so staggering to teach us something. And I think what Jesus was trying to teach us and teach Peter is that our debt to God is totally and forever beyond the possibility of payment. Did you hear what I said? Our debt to God is totally and forever beyond the possibility of us repaying it. You and I, listen to me good. I'm going to take my time today. You and I can never, somebody say never. never. We can never compensate God for all that he has given us and all that he has done for us. How, my brothers and sisters, can you compensate God for the air you breathe? How can you compensate God for the blood running warm in your vein? How, how? Somebody say how. How can you compensate God for the ability to think for a reasonable portion of health and strength for providing food, clothing, shelter, mercy, patience, forgiveness, goodness, how? Can you repay God and compensate him for all that he has given us? Well, the Bible tells us that when the king made a demand for his money, that the indebted servant was unable to pay. And so his master 
commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The Bible says that the servant fell down before him and cried out, be patient with me and I will pay back everything. And the word of God tells us in verse 27 of the text that the servant's master took pity on him. In other words, forgave him. And not only did he forgive him, but he canceled the debt. Lord, have mercy. And guess what? He not only just canceled the debt, the Bible says that he let him go. <laughs> What are you saying, Pastor Wood? I'm saying that forgiveness is never easy. You know why this is true? Because forgiveness means that the forgiving person, the innocent party, fully acknowledges the wrongdoing of the offending one and still lets the guilty one go free. <laughs> Forgiveness means that one is able to love genuinely with a love that is able to go beyond the problem and reach out to the person involved. The actions, Lord have mercy, of the king in our text mirrors God's forgiveness toward us. Let me also suggest to you that the action taken by the king was based on the man's attitude and not his ability to pay the debt. Oh, In other words, the king freed this man of his debt. And you know how really he did it? He did it by paying the debt himself. Which he did, Fred, when he crossed the debt off of his books. Y'all know what that king did? The king forfeited ten bags of gold money that was due him he forfeited 
He forgave it. He wanted to, Jesus wanted to impress upon Peter and to us that when we stand before God, that there is no way we can pay our sin debt. Therefore, God's forgiveness reveals not only his immeasurable grace, but guess what? It also reveals our total helplessness and hopelessness without God's grace. Can y'all stand a little bit more? Well, when we get to verse 28 in the text, we discover that the new forgiven, <laughs> the debt free, the pardoned, the recently released servant goes out and finds one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He goes up and grabs him by the throat and begins to choke him and makes demand for payment of the money that he owed him. Now check this out, New Providence and Friends. A hundred silver coins was chump change. <laughs> now, now, now understand me. This brother was just been forgiven of owing his master ten bags of gold. And he has the nerve and the audacity to go and put a chokehold on another brother because he owed him only a hundred silver coins. And not only that, the Bible says that the man who owed him the 100 silver coins did the same exact thing that this guy had just done before the king. He fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, be patient with me and I will pay it back. Somebody said the same action. But the Bible says he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. 
the man thrown in prison. Felicia, I had to ask a question. If the man's in prison, how are he going to pay you? <laughs> in other words, this brother forgot that he needed forgiveness in his own past. He forgot that he was forgiven by the king of a much larger debt. Now listen to me good. The servant who had been so marvelously forgiven left the king's presence and went out into the streets where he was no longer in the overwhelming atmosphere of the king's grace, mercy, and forgiveness. And as soon as he went out from the king, he quickly forgot about the mercy that he had just received. What's the point, Pastor Wood? This is the point. This brother changed when he went out of the king's presence. <laughs> Outside of the king's presence, he was a totally different man. And I am afraid today that for many of us, the reason why we struggle so much with forgiveness is because we spend too much time out of the king's presence. Oh, Lord have mercy. When you spend time in his presence, God can work on your heart and cause you to become more sensitive to the forgiveness that you have received and the forgiveness that other folk need. Let me say this. For some of us, the reason why we are so calloused and cold, so hateful and hot-headed, so moody and mad, so thorough and sad, so frigid and fractured, so unloving and unforgiving, is directly attributed to our failure to remain in his presence. I 
I'm almost through. <laughs> I know someone's saying, okay, Pastor, that's enough. When you fail to practice his presence, you quickly forget that you haven't had it always together. The servant in our text forgot that he had a debt himself that he could not pay. He forgot that he had just received mercy. He forgot that he himself was a sinner too. Matter of fact, y'all are good Bible readers. If there's anybody in this church or anybody watching online who thinks that you're not a sinner, let me clear you up with some Bible facts. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Tell your neighbor, all. That means all of us are in need of forgiveness. But you know what, Dr. Hege, I'm so glad that the Bible didn't just stop and say all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm glad that the Bible continues and it says, but God commendeth his love, Lord, have mercy toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ, somebody say Christ, Christ died for us. Just like the king in our story who liberated the man from his staggering debt, Jesus liberated us from the staggering debt of sin. And Jesus, we sing this song, paid it all. Aren't you glad that Jesus paid your sin debt and paid my sin debt? Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Where sin would have left a crimson stain. Jesus I feel like preaching. Jesus washed us white as snow. Is there anybody here who thanks God for Calvary? Where Jesus, when he went to Calvary's cross, died for our sins. In essence, let me tell you what Jesus did. He wrote on your account and my account that the debt has been paid no longer will I hold them 
guilty of their sin. I'll forgive them. Tell your neighbor the debt has been paid in full. That is why as believers, if nobody else in the world should have a forgiving heart, believers should. You know why? Because God has given us the capacity. And then all we have to do, all we have to do is just pause a moment and look back over our lives and look at all the mercy, all the grace, and all the compassion that God has given to us. I don't know about you, but I owe God everything. Look, even when I was not at my best, <laughs> even when I fell into sin, God had compassion on me. Forgave me, gave me another chance to get things right. So all I'm saying is, don't write off. Don't write off anybody too quick. Because they might be the ones <laughs> who may be a key to your deliverance. Lord, have mercy. Some of the folk that some of us have written off, we're going to be shocked when we get to heaven. And I mean, these folk were guilty of, this, of the crime and guilty of the sin. But aren't you so glad that God's forgiveness covers all your sins? Come on, stand to your feet all over the church. God who offers grace, mercy, and compassion. Come, can, can, can we just talk? Can we just talk about something? Have you ever, I won't say said, but have you ever thought that somebody has done something wrong to you and that you'll never forgive them? Oh, come on now. Let's take our halos off. Let's take our halos off. I, I, I had some folk have wronged me in the past. And I said to myself, I'll never forgive them. But let me tell you what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Holy Spirit will remind you, listen, you needed my help too. You needed my forgiveness too. 
and it'll bring you in. Bring you back to your right mind. And help you look, help you succeed in life without bearing the scars. Anybody in here been scarred? Come on now, come on now. You've been scarred by folk who've done you wrong, by things that have happened. But aren't you glad that Jesus heals the scars? <laughs> he, he can make it so that one time when you were thinking about it, you would always get mad, but after a while, you'll find out you won't get mad about it anymore. It won't have its effect on you because his mercy his grace and his compassion. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919 919- 552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com Thank you for joining us and be blessed.